good Nerev Shabbos Kodesh. Nerev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Re'ei, Tovshin Pei Aleph. And we are, um, as usual, on Erev Shabbos, we try to speak about the Parsha. We also try to speak about what time of the year we are. And we try to get Chizuk. And uh, this Shabbos is not only Parshas Re'ei, but it's also Shabbos Mavarachim. Shabbos Mavarachim of the month of Elo Haba Leinu Latoiva. And Rosh um, Chodesh is on Sunday. The beginning of the month of Elul, which we'll talk speak about in a minute or so, they also happens to be the yard site of some very very chashuvah yidden. One of them was the reshiva from Tarvidas of Avram Pam Zeichatanik Levracha, who uh, had such an effect upon Torah jury in America, and so many talmidim were received such encouragement for them to become great talmidim chachamim. Some of his, all of it, many of his talmidim are in positions of Rabbanus and Askanus. And it all came about because his great power of Torah and his great power of Midas. And it also happens to be the yard site of Rebetzin, Sheila Feinstein, Zechwerner Levracha. I was able to go to the base Oilam today in Harmanuchas to Davin at her grave. And she was a great woman in her own right, who together with Yubadol Chaim Tov Maruchim, her husband, Ruven, were my Rebbe and my Rebetzin. We have a lot of Akaras HaTov to her. And she should be a Melitza Yosher for her husband and for the Yeshiva and for Gantz Klai Yisrael. The third person I have to mention is not necessarily today, but it's this week, is the Yorzad of my late grandmother, Mrs. Rivka Drebin, or Drebin, my mother's mother, who was a wonderful, wonderful woman. And uh, I remember her fondly, Bobby Rivka, and if you'd ask me what is the uh, Tzad HaShava of all of these great people, for sure they were all from, they each one had their own milas, but each one was a role model in what it meant to have Midas Tevis, to have good Midas. Rav Pam himself was exemplary. Everyone that knew him and met him knew what kind of fine cut he had and how careful he was and how he spoke about people and what he did for people, the Rebetzin, Sheila Feinstein, self, what she did in her own life and how she helped so many people, again, with the Midas Tevis. And my late grandmother also had those same qualities, wouldn't say a bad word about somebody, never said Lashon Hara, was a very soft-spoken but a very intelligent person, and she brought up a family, Lashem Teferis. So all of these people, they show us what the role model is, what it means to be an Adam Hashalim. And I thought that this is a great thing as we are about now to enter into the month of Elul, which is, we know, the month of Anila Doidi Vidoidi Li, the month where we try to, at the end of the year, to fix up our actions and to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu who we truly, who we truly are and what we truly want to be. And even though sometimes we might fall short of our task, but we ourselves know, and HaKadosh Baruch looks at us to see, are we trying to fix ourselves up a bit? And we said a little remez last night in the Zoom Shmuz. There was a, a mice of a bocha that learned in one of the yeshivas here in Eretzor many years ago, the Panovich yeshiva, and he felt for some reason that he wasn't growing and he didn't have friends. He decided to leave the yeshiva and his Rosh Yeshiva, Rav Shmuel Rizovsky, found out about it. And he wrote him a letter. And in the letter he wrote him, 
said, you should know, my Talmud, that I'm not here to tell you what you should do. You have to make your own decisions. But I just want you to know that I'm here for you 24-7. Whenever you need me, whenever you want to come, I'm here and I'm able, I'm, I want to be able to, to help you. And I, uh, I appreciate you and I look and I look forward to seeing you. No matter what you do, you should always know that my home is open for you. And this person said when he got that letter, it just made such a switch in his life. All of a sudden he knew that there was someone that cared about him, a great person. And that letter was something that he treasured and he, he, he cherished his whole life. Letter that he got from his Rosh Hashiva. And similar fashion, we could say that Elo is a letter from HaKadosh Baruch. HaKadosh Baruch is giving us a letter. HaKadosh Baruch is saying, I know you. I look up to you. I cherish you. And HaKadosh Baruch just wants us to make ourselves a little bit better. If we take that letter and we read that letter, it uh, it, it enhances our and, and encourages ourselves to become a little better, to do things in a different way. And even though you might say, well, I haven't been doing these things all the entire year. What all of a sudden now I'm going to change? We know, doesn't make it if we do a little bit or a lot. When we show that we want to change, that in itself is the greatest evidence that we truly want to be better people. And it's hinted to in the week's, this week's parsha, as we spoke about last year, and you'll listen to the second part of the Shmuz, sometimes you can't look at the past, you can't look at the future. All you can look at is today. What can I do today? in order to enhance my day and to enhance my avodas Hashem, to enhance my midas toivus. Hayayim. Tayayim lasasim. V'loy mocha lasasim. When a person has that attitude, that's really the month of Elo attitude, to take a look, what can I do this month? Another chizuk, another chesed, another daf that I learned from the daf Hayayimi, another pasuk and chumash. Those are the things that will allow us to be able to enter into the coming year, Mitzvah Hashem, to Rosh Hashanah, Habal Lein L'Toivah, to Eskut Kodesh Baruch Hu V'Ksiva Chasim B'Toivah. In the parasha, we see a similar mitzvah. One of the parasha, one of the mitzvahs in the parasha. We want to say over two varts, great, great varts. The pasuk says that if a person sees a poor person, if there'll be a poor person within your your midst. Amongst your brothers, one of your gates, in your land, and the Kaddish Baruch gives you, don't, don't harden your heart, don't close your hands, from your brother, who was poor, who was astute, who was less fortunate as you are. And the Pasuk says, you should open your hand, and, you shouldn't say excuses. Oh, Shnasa Shmita is coming. How can I find food for them? No. The Pasuk says, Nasein Titen Lai. should make sure a double Lashen. Nasein Titen Lai. And Rashi HaKadosh points out, what's the Lashen, the double Lashen? Nasein Titen Lai. Afilo Meyapamim. Even if it's a hundred times. You should give the poor person even a hundred times. And this is a test which all of us have sometimes when we're sitting in shul. Myself know in their own shul here in Harnov. Every day, different aniyim that they come and they ask for the davis, and there's a mitzvah to give. The chidah brings down that there's this is really in this pasuk is a remez to what the Rambam says on the mission of us. The mission of us says hakol lefiha everything is according to the act. 
Lefi Hamas. And the Rambam says, Hamailas legia laodam lefi rev godel hamaisa. The Milo of a person won't come to man because of the greatness of his act. But according to the majority of the actions that he does. And that's the way the Rambam learns Pshat Hakul How many times do we do it? And we get schar. We're kind of the Midah of Nedivus when we break our Yetzahara for each particular time. One Ani comes and I have to give him a Pruta. And then another Ani comes and I have to give another Pruta. Why can't we just give money to a Gabbai? Let him give it out. Why do I have to be bothered about it? The answer is, Like the Rambam says, We are kind of the Midas Tevis by breaking our Yetzar. A friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, who once said that his father ran a business and his father every month would write tzedakah checks, take off Maiser and give tzedakah checks. And he asked his father, why are you giving Meiser every month? Why don't you wait till the end of the year and write a global check, which will include all of the money of the Meisers. And that way you don't have to waste money on checks. In those days, every check cost money. So it's wasting money. So his father said to him, my son, this is the lesson that I want to teach you. Don't wait till the end of the year. Every single month, a person has to make a decision and has to reach into his pocket and to realize it's not really his pocket, it's really the pocket of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when we do that, the more we do, even the little actions, I saw a mimer from one of the great Rabbonim here, Rabbi Leo Diskin, and he writes that it's a fascinating thing we see throughout the world that uh, all the different ideologies that have come into the world, communism, socialism, Capitalism, every one of them feels they have the right answer how we could make the world a better place. You know, the communists, they came along and said, well, there's poor people. The wealthy have all of the wealth. We have to split it up and we have to share it with everybody. And Everyone's going to have an equal share. And we know what happened with all those equal shares. In the end of the day, the ruling party, people at the top, they're the ones that got everything. And the wealthy, they lost. And the poor, they also lost. And socialism, a similar concept. And capitalism, we thought that capitalism is the end call for anything. No, we see you have a few people, the Amazons and the Microsofts. And for sure, yeah, I'm not saying they don't give charity, but it doesn't answer the question. Why is it that there's still poverty in the world? There's so many wealthy people. Poverty should have been, should have been uh, restructured. Everything should be worked out. The answer is, is that when you're looking for avenues according to the seichel of man, but you don't change man. When a person, when a man just is not misakin his own midas, then eventually what happens is greed comes into place and, uh, and, 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 and things are not necessarily moral come into place because the midas weren't changed. All the great people, which I mentioned before, they were all people that worked on their midas. If Pam worked on his midas, Rabbi Sam Feinstein worked on the Midas. My grandmother worked on the Midas. The Midas, Rabbi said, this is what the Torah is telling us in this week's parsha of Hayyim. And we find that the Torah is filled with this mitzvah. A person plants a tree. What does he have to do is take off Bikurim. And he plants a growth in the ground. He has to give out Lekha Chikhan Peya. And after Lekha Chikhan Peya, 
when your father gathers the crops, the, the crops, he has to give trumas and maizers, maizerishin, trumas maizer, maizer sheni, maizer oni. Then you finally make the bread, you make the dough, you have to take off chala. Behemus, you have to give reishis agez. After you do the shchit, you have to give the zroya lechayim and the keva. Why so many mitzvahs? Why can't we just give one uh, large amount that we're giving away to the Aniyam? We're giving away to Shevet Levi. The answer is that Nosen Titein Kilo Yechdol Evyon Mikerev Oritz HaKadosh Baruch He created the world and He says there's going to be a matzah, there's going to be Aniyam in the world. You're not necessarily going to be able to solve the problem. But what you can solve the problem is to solving the problem of yourself. Are you a person that is a person that is an Oyser Chesed a Nasen Titin person. And this is a great, great lesson for us to have as we enter in to the month of Elul, to Shabbos Mavarchim. So a fascinating Orachayim, which everyone can look up on the Pasuk, really amazing, amazing Orachayim HaKadosh. And he takes it out of its context, its normal context. It's not necessarily talking about the regular Ani that we would think about. Who is this Evyon? From one of your brothers. He says, this is a remez for the echod ha-miyuchot This is speaking about the chosen one of the entire nation, the Melech Yisrael Meshichayim. We're speaking about Melech HaMashiach. And who is he? He's mi'achad achecha, but he's an evyon. Why is he an evyon? He's an ani. Like the Gemara says, he's an ani. It's like a poor person is riding on a donkey. And he's an Evian. Why is he an Evian? Because he wants so much to come. But it's the reason that he doesn't come is because unfortunately, Aravirus, they unfortunately lengthen the Golos and he brings down a Medrash. The Medrash says, Maiser Bishub and Levi, who saw Melach HaMashiach and he, Melech Mashiach asked him, how is Klai Yisrael doing in the world? So Bishum Levi says, we're all waiting, and we're mitzapim l'yishua. We're waiting for your coming. So when he heard this, Melech Mashiach was go'ah, b'v'chia rabba, he gave out a tremendous cry. This is what the Torah is telling us. Ba'achat she'recha. And what is the answer? The answer is, nasen titinlay. When we will give tzedakah, when we will show the mitzvah of tzedakah is so important to us, and we're mechazik in the mitzvah of tzedakah, then, the answer, the antidote will come and Melech HaMashiach will come. Rabbi Isai, it looks like a simple formula. And we're living in a world where we see we're surrounded by fires, we're surrounded by the melting of the world's uh, Yusaitis here in Eretz Yisrael. We see there's an uptick in the corona throughout the world. There's an uptick in the corona. They say it's a fourth wave, the Delta variant. Here in Eretz Yisrael, they started to give out the third vaccine for people over the age of 60. I myself took the third vaccine yesterday. We don't know what's going to be with the isolation. People coming from the United States, Yeshiva Baruchim and Seminary goes having to go back into isolation. We all thought a year ago that we prayed and we davened that at least HaKadosh Baruch would send us the antidote, there'd be a vaccine and everything would be resolved. We see there is a vaccine, but then there's people anti-vaxxers. We see the vaccine doesn't necessarily work perfectly. HaKadosh Baruch is ruling the world. So what's the answer? The answer is, Rabbi Isai, Hayyim. Do something today which can make a change. When you see an Evyim, when you realize that everything is really dependent upon Mashiach Tzidkenu, that's what we hope and we pray for.
We bring in the new month of Elul. We recognize that Baruch is giving us our favorite letter, our chosen letter. He loves us. And HaKadosh Baruch should listen to our prayers. Should see our ma'asim toivim re'ei. HaKadosh Baruch should also see what we're seeing. We want to be better. Be'ez Hashem Yisbarach. With all our collective ma'asim. As the, as the, as the, um, as the Archaim says, if there's one kehila ba'achat sherecha, or one base knesses that they gather together and they beseech that a Kaddish Baruch should send, the Rabbanishim should send Mashiach, and they want him with all of the might. The Zarakadah says one group can eventually bring Mashiach. Hopeful, and we're praying, we should be Zarakadah this year to the Gula Shleim Heir of Yemen, Amen, wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful Rosh Chaydish. Rabbi Sayyidun Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kaidish, Parshas Re'ei, Erev Shabbos Kaidish, Shabbos Mavarchim. It's really hard to believe that it's Shabbos Mavarchim. We're going to be Mavarch the Kaidish of Elul, Habo Aleinu Latovat. And um, there's no question that this Elul is a different Elul than what we've been used to. And we all hope and we pray that it should be with all of the Brachas of the Kaidish, there should be for everyone, Brachas and Yeshuas and Refuas and Parnasa, and there should be Achenukal Beis Yisrael, wherever they are, they should have Menucha and Nachla, we should be Zechem Mitzvah Hashem, to Aksiva Vachasim Ataiva, Abolainu Lataiva, Bezim Hashem Yisbarach. As we usually say, we always try to find something in the parasha which we can get Chizik from, and we're going to focus really on the first few Psukim which we're all familiar with, and we're going to say over things, which again, as we always say, we're just a tzinar, we're just a pipe for other svarim that we've seen. We want to share some insights, we should all get chizik from it. So the Pasuk says, See that I, placing in front of you today a bracha, a blessing or a klala, a curse, the bracha is when we hear the mitzvahs, when you will hear the mitzvahs, when you will hear the mitzvahs, I, Hashem Elokeichem, that God has given to us, Asher Anochem, Mitzavah Eschem, Ayayim, Moshe Ben is talking to Klaizel, and he's saying over that HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded us to keep, the klala is we won't listen to the mitzvahs. We'll go away from the derech that the Kodesh Baruch Hu is being mitzavah us to, to to keep again hayom today. We're going to follow after false idols, unfortunately. And uh, there are a few insights the Balaturim points out. That the um, the words s um, habracha s the bracha is from s the s is from aleph until tuf the bracha is really found in the Torah the Torah has within it all of the brachas from the beginning of the aleph base till the end of the aleph base and the klala is unfortunately a different way of looking at thing is. It's from the Vav until the Hay. Vahaklola, from the Vav until the Hay. 
So it's really going backwards. And this is really a remez to Psukim in Parshas B'chukaisai. In the Parshas B'chukaisai, when it speaks about it also over there, when you keep the mitzvahs, so there, the, the, the Psukim, they begin with the Im B'chukaisai Teleichel, they begin with the Aleph, and they end off with Kaimemiyas, with the Tuf, which is from Aleph until Tuf, that's all the brachas. And then it begins, V'im Loitish, begins with the Vav, and the last word is Ad Moshe, is the Hey. And the Medrash says over there that these are the Klalas. So, Rabbi Gedal Yeshua, the Argadal Yo, back in B'chukaisai, gives a whole explanation of what this means. We're just going to uh, bring out the highlights of it. There's a lot more depth to it. But if we understand that really everything that is a bracha is something which is found in the Torah. And the Torah, when things are followed in the order of the Torah, when a person begins with an aleph and he ends up with a tough, when things are kitikunai, then the world is masudr, the world is a set place. And um, the aleph itself is the shayrish of the seder, of the or the light that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings into the world. Like we say, kiner mitzvah v'toyrah or. So the Torah is the or, the light of the world. And the first letter itself is the revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's bracha into the world, which is or, which is a concept of light. The bays already has a second levush. It's already hiding something. The gimel already has a third levush. Levush means there's some covering where things seem to be uh, somewhat distant from the actual essence of what the item is. But everything, when it follows in the order, there are literally different layers and layers, and the more a person understands what these layers are, he's able to see the levushim that a Kodesh Baruch brings into the world. And the final levush is tough. Tough is 400. And there's 400 levushim that a person can find in the aura of the Torah. The remez is that when a person keeps the Torah properly, when a person learns the Torah, when a person uh, keeps the mitzvahs of the Torah, then he's able to go from the Aleph until the Tuf, and it's Marumas, what the Torah says, Es HaBracha, again, the Aleph to the Tuf, the Bracha is Asher. Asher is a Lushen of Adover Yashur, a Lushen of Ishur, to its happiness. It's something which is solidified, something which is straight and is direct. And that's the bracha. The bracha is asher tishma, which you will listen to. When a person listens to the Torah, listens to the message of the Torah, then everything is straight. Everything is the way it should be. But if a person, unfortunately, does not follow the Torah, it's the klala, then things are lehepech. The vav comes before the hay, as it says in the parashas b'chukaisai. Things are out of order. And what when does that happen? Im loitishmo. Im is a lushan if. When things are iffy, when things are besafik, when things are not clear, then it's loitishmo. I don't hear exactly the message that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give us. And that, unfortunately, is a klal. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us this choice in front of us. Re'ei hayayim klala. We want to point out another aspect, which I saw on the Sefer, which is, the Torah says, I give in front of you today, Maishu Rabbeinu says. 
in the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why does that say, Re'a Noichi Noisim Lefneichem Hayoyim Baruch Hu Klala? Re'a Noichi Noisim Lefneichem Baruch Hu Klala. So there's some added uh, focus which we find from the word Hayoyim. The word Hayoyim is teaching us a tremendous lesson. We'll bring it illustrated with a story. There was a group of uh, survivors of the Holocaust, Yeshiva Bachram, who had gone through the horrors of the the Shoah, and they ended up in France at the end of the war. And uh, everyone tried to band together, and they banded together in a certain yeshiva that was founded in France for the Sheris Plata. And they tried their utmost to, to try to learn in the yeshiva, but you know how difficult it was after all the horrors that they went through. And uh, the yeshiva tried its best to... Um, try to inculcate into them the importance of them getting back into a Seder, to getting back into a yeshiva program and to learning. But it wasn't easy. They'd all gone through horrible, horrible things. So they weren't able to keep up to the schedule of what the yeshiva had hoped that they were able to do. And especially many of them wanted to go to Eretzor. They wanted to leave Europe at the time. So the Rosh Hashiva of that particular yeshiva was a very, very great man. And instead of telling them all kinds of different musr. He got up and he gave them a speech and he says, you should know that it's not shy for you to sit and learn after everything that you've gone through. And I understand you clearly that it's, you're, looking to, you're looking for the future. You want to get out of here. You want to go to Eretz Israel. But until the paperwork is done, until you're able to leave, I can only tell you the lesson that we have to learn is is Hayyim. What can we do today in order to do the best that we can in order to be servants of Hashem? And he was able to inculcate into them that whatever they can accomplish in their daily lives, be it learning a blat Gemara, or in our world, we could say, a person attaching himself to whatever shiurim that he can attach himself to, then that in itself is the lesson of what the Torah is telling us. The only thing we have in front of us is the Hayyim. If a person understands that he has Hayyim, then Rebbeim in Parashalan says that that's really the way we read the first passage. You should see, this is what I'm giving in front of you, Hayyim. I'm giving you this day. And then afterwards, if a person does that, then he'll be able to attach himself to the Bracha. If he understands that the Hayyim is what's important, then the bracha will come. Or if a person, unfortunately, takes the free choice and doesn't keep what he's supposed to be doing, doesn't fill his day with the way he's supposed to fill it, then unfortunately can turn into a klala. So when we think about the days that are in front of us, and especially in the days we don't really know what's going to happen in the, in the, the world of corona, it's a, life, it's a lifestyle where we know one thing, we don't know. <laughs> it's Sveikis, but there's one thing that we do have in front of us. What can we do today? What can I do today in order to make myself a Kli, in order to be Makabal, whatever aspect of Torah and Mitzvahs I can do? What Chesed can I do? What kind of kindness can I do? And what kind of Torah can I do? So whatever you can do in order to attach yourself to a learning schedule, to a program, to a Shir Hayyayim, <clears throat> that is going to give a bracha. Especially as we're entering into the month of Elul, which is Anila Daidi a month of Ratzin, Luchashnias, where Baruch Hu is with us. When we are with him, he is with us.
so we can get a tremendous amount of chizuk. So in this Shabbos Kaidish Pashas Re'ei, where we understand that we can have the bracha, we can understand Asher Tishmu, if we'll just listen and we'll understand the clarity of what it means to follow the Torah from the beginning until the end, to have a Seder, to see things in a Masuda Dikr Ofen, to see things as the Levushim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world from the Aleph until the Tuf, then we're going to have bracha, and that's our aspiration, and that's our bracha for all of us. I want to end off with one story. They printed in the paper that there was a certain Rosh Hashiva that came from America in the 50s, and he spoke to the stipler in learning, and in the middle of the night, he asked him a certain kasha. The stipler said, this question can only be asked, by my, can only be asked to my brother-in-law, the Chazanish. And he said, well, can we go to him? He says, yeah. And it was late at night, but the Chazanish was up, sitting, was up and learning. So they went to the Chazanish's house, and the way he described it was that the Chazanish lived at the outskirts of Bnei Brak. But the closer they got to the Chazanish's house, it looked like there was a, oh, the lights were on. It looked like a whole matzah over there. And they got closer. The stipler knocked on the door. No one answered. The stipler, I guess, knew what the Chazanish, was, you know, his schedule was. So he went into the house, and he, this Rosh Hashiva came along. And when they entered into the house, they saw that the Chazanish was surrounded by a fire. He was sitting and learning, and there was an esh surrounding him, mamish, <laughs> something beyond understanding, and they saw clearly that it was not a fire from this world. It was a fire from the higher worlds. And this person began to faint. This was the esh of the Shechina, as is mentioned in the Taisvus and Chagiga, when it speaks about the story of Rebelezer and Yeshua who were learning, and they were surrounded by a fire that came down from the heavens. And this took place to the Chazanish. And the stipler was there. The stipler did not faint. He took the Talmud Chacham and said, you know, we should go outside. We should leave now the Chazanish. Now is not the time. Now this fire is a fire that we only find by great Sadikim who are Zoycha to learn Torah Lashma. But what can we learn from this? What we can learn from this is that the more we attach ourselves to Torah, we might not reach that Madrega of the Chazanish, but at least we could attach ourselves to the Aleph until the Tuf. And we hope and we pray at the end of the year, the last month of the year, the month of Elo, that we're about to embark upon. It should be a month that we should return to our Shairish, and we should return to the Or of the Aleph, and we should be able to come back to the Tuf. And Mitz Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us a Ksiva V'chasim wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.